Today, we're talking about a rare type of fracture called a pilon fracture of the proximal interphalangeal joint, or PIPJ for short. This is an intraarticular fracture of the middle phalanx bone in the finger, resulting in central depression and splaying of the articular surface. The article reviews three different treatment methods for this type of fracture and discusses the results in 20 patients. The fractures were caused by an axial load and primarily affected the ulnar digits. The three treatment methods mentioned are splinting, skeletal traction, and open reduction with Kirschner pins. Splinting involves immobilizing the joint using a dorsal splint, while skeletal traction involves applying axial traction to the middle phalanx bone. Open reduction involves surgically realigning the fractured bone using pins. It's interesting to note that regardless of the treatment method used, none of the patients achieved anatomic restoration of the joint contour, meaning that the joint did not return to its original shape. Additionally, none of the patients regained full mobility at the interphalangeal joint. That's definitely an important point. It suggests that achieving complete restoration of joint function may be difficult with these types of fractures. It's also worth mentioning that treatment by immobilization alone is not recommended, as it can lead to complications such as pain, stiffness, and degenerative arthritis. Open reduction should be approached cautiously, as it can also result in significant complications. On the other hand, skeletal traction was found to be a safe and effective treatment option, producing comparable results to open reduction both radiographically and clinically. The article also highlights that skeletal traction has the advantage of providing nutrition to the cartilage and soft tissues, which is important for their healing and regeneration. This suggests that combining traction with motion may have a biologic advantage over other treatment methods. It is important to note that the results discussed in the article are based on a small sample size of 20 patients. However, they provide valuable insights into the management of these complex fractures and suggest that further research is needed to improve surgical techniques and outcomes. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you found this discussion informative.